Ryan Harris, he's the coach of the Under-19 World Cup team. They had a, a tremendous tournament. They got to the final, but unfortunately couldn't get quite to the ultimate prize. But either way, it was quite a positive outcome for Australia. And uh, Rhino joins us. How are you, Ryan? Good, guys. How are we going? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Now, unfortunately, Good. this time last week, uh, we had – it wasn't the best for, uh, for the Aussies. But uh, as a coach, how do you help the lads sort of deal with the disappointment of the loss? Uh, yeah, look, it was quite. It was obviously quite tough. I think um, you know they they um, they were obviously really disappointed, um, and a lot of them hadn't sort of played in a a game as high stakes as that, I guess. But um, oh, look, I think um, you know we come, we we played up uh, sort of against a pretty good side. India were obviously a very good side. We we played them once the first time in the tournament, um, the first game of our, our sort of um, group stage, and they and they sort of touched us up. So they sort of the boys sort of knew. Uh, that they were a good side, but just um, yeah, just couldn't quite get um, to where we needed to in that final. I think we were in a position where we, with the bat, we were actually, um, you know, I think we were four for four for one eighty, I guess, with about fifteen overs to go, and we couldn't quite launch uh, uh, into a, into a good total, which we wanted to put India under attack. But the boys, oh, look, to be fair, that they were they were, I mean, they were cast for the game. I think they just really enjoyed the occasion of playing in a, uh, you know, such a high stakes sort of game as a, as a World Cup final is. Looking for positives all the time out of these sort of things, Ryan, and just to pick themselves up and put themselves together after that Indian defeat in the first game, because that was um, comprehensive, and you know to come out and yep. be competitive most of the game in that final is still a you know a great learning process for young fellas at the start of their cricketing career. Yeah, exactly right, Simon. I think you know you, you know this day and age you, you play against teams and guys, and you, and you seem to have a lot of information on them, and. And, and that was sort of the feeling after that first game. They, the India pretty hit, hit us pretty hard. We we sort of knew some of their plays, but we didn't. You know, the boys sort of uh, didn't know the full extent. I guess we, you know, what the pace that some of those couple of those guys played uh, by bowled with, and then, you know, then the then the just the, the sheer um, power that they had when they batted. They were, you know, they're all you know some couple of guys there played a couple of first class games. In fact, the captain I think has already made five first class hundreds. He's only well, obviously eighteen. So wow. they, you know, they, they sort we sort of knew that. So coming up the second time. Against them, the, the talk was is we knew what we knew what we what they had, and um, we weren't to fear the the quicks and, and all that sort of stuff. And, and we did we did really well until we just lost our way a bit going into that crucial stage. One of the things though, look, there was a, a very bright spot in the final, and that is uh, Victorian Jonathan Merlot, who really anchored Australia's innings, uh, seventy six of one hundred and two deliveries. This isn't the first time that Jono's had a, a tremendous uh, feat with the bat. He's one of the people to watch, I reckon, moving forward. Without a, without a shadow of a doubt, he he was one that really impressed myself and, and Chris Rogers, who was my assistant. Um, I think the way you know the questions he asked, the 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 way he applied himself to training, um, in you know trying different things. You know he he was one that probably well, he was in the middle order when our spinners or when the Indian spinners sort of dictated us in that first game where we lost in our way with, with not being able to score. He was you know for the rest of the sort of two two weeks, two and a half weeks, he was just keen to find try and work out a way of getting off strike and. And not letting spinners dictate to him, and the way he worked during that tournament um, to be able to come out in that last game and put all what he'd done sort of in practice in the game and and, and manipulate the spinners. He was lap sweeping, he was reverse sweeping, and uh, he sort of he, he dictated to the spinners where you know where they, where he wanted to bowl. And for me, that was just a a great thing to see, and 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 he worked really really hard on doing that. And uh, you know he. It was great, as I said, to, to see and get that result. It would be nice, and even he said it would be nice to get a hundred. Obviously, but he, he did a great job for us in that, in that sort of, in the end, that final. And you probably 
partially answered the question I was going to ask or I'm about to ask. Yes. In that, what, what do you look for? Now, obviously, this is a, a real springboard. There's a lot of players that have come through Australian under-19 representation and, and gone on to play for their country, not only in test matches, but one day in the Nationals and 2020 in the Nationals. So what, what is it? What, is there, what are the KPIs you look for as a coach? When you sit down and, and uh, you and Chris do your report on, on this group, now, is there a yep. is there a rating, if you like, to where you think they're at from a a, a a standard perspective to where they sit in Australian cricket right at the moment? Yeah, there's not. A, I guess there's not. A, a, well, there is actually a play rating tool that we use, um, which which I have to sit down on when I when I, I'm just on holidays now. I've got to sit down and go through with um you know, with the sort of spots like what, what Troy Cooley and the, and the and the staff that was cricket Australia to work out you know who is exactly that. Um, They've got those skills that we think is going to go on, and um, you know we'll sit there and talk about that and, and sort of and rate the players on where we where where, where they were. We, well, as I said, John Merlo is a perfect example of where he was at the start of the tournament compared to where he was at the end, and mm. his willingness, I guess, to put, put time in and and, and walk away um, with, with actually learn uh, having learnt something that's pretty crucial to his to his game. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll sit down and and, and walk away and talk through each individual player. I think one of the biggest ones as well, I know it's not obviously the, the on-field stuff, but it's character in the player. Um, and again, I just mentioned that with John, that willingness to, you know, to take something on and, and learn and, 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 you know, put it, I guess, into practice and then have have the courage, I guess, to go out and try and, 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 and do that in the game. I, I think we, players that like doing that, um, not necessarily, you know, changing someone's game, but just finding something um, that's not quite right in the game, um, talking to them and hopefully approaching them the right way about it and then sending them away to try and work on themselves. I think one of the biggest things I've learned so far in my short coaching career is that there's only so much you can tell the players and obviously you know, my playing career as well, it's, it's, it's all up to the player to go and get the info that they need and, and hopefully they've got the right coach that can give them the right info but then take it away and, and do what you will with it and, and hopefully come out a better player. Ryan, how do you handle a situation like uh, Lloyd Pope? Um, I yep. think it was a preliminary final, one of the early semis. They knocked out England. You, know, you looked Quarters, in a, yep. a heap of trouble, a quarter final. You knocked out England. Uh, he comes in and you know, just you know, tears them apart. Uh, then suddenly, yep. social media, the media in this country, everywhere. You know, it's the new Shane Warne, it's this, that and the other. We've all been around cricket long enough to know that that just doesn't happen. And probably yep. the rest of his tournament was uh, sh- overshadowed mm. by that performance against yep. England. How do you handle that as a coach with a young fellow like Lloyd Pope? Yeah, I, I actually pulled him aside, and I think and so did Chris, um, Chris Rogers sort of pulled him aside when that, all that was going on. We were trying to limit it. Uh, obviously, we wanted um, we wanted him to enjoy the moment. He, he, he did. He got us through through the quarterfinal, so it was sort of off off his arm, I guess, that we got in there. And, and I, we sort of spoke as staff to make sure we can he could enjoy that. But again, you know, once it was a day or two after, we, we sort of pulled you know pulled pulled back a bit on how much media he was going to do and. Um, and obviously he had to do a little bit, and, and, and as I said, it goes with with the job, and that's that, that's another learning curve for the guys as well. What they do is dealing with media and and uh, and knowing what to do and, and how to how to channel it, I guess. And I think one of the things that well, not that surprised me, but one thing that I was really proud of with Lloyd is, he, he, yes, he obviously took a little bit of a little bit of um, I guess um, you know congratulations, I guess, from everyone, but he, he he sort of put everything back to the team. He he really spoke about how the team. Um, we're really behind him and all that sort of stuff. So he, to me, he handled in my mind, he handled it really, really well. And as I said, we sat down with him and said, "You're going to get a lot of this shame worn stuff." And um, you know, he's head, he's head screwed on. He, he knows, like, he obviously he had a great game then, and 
he probably didn't have the tournament he would have liked. He would have liked to have been better um, as well. And um, yeah, look, to, to, to me, he handled it quite well. Uh, it was, obviously wasn't a bit of a whirlwind. All the boys were giving a bit of stick about it, which which obviously helped as well, which kept it a little <laughs> bit lighthearted. But um, yeah, I think in that situation, it was obviously new for me as well. I hadn't had a player that performed that that well, and um, well as a coach, obviously. But as, as sort of took my, my experiences as a player when I played, is you just got to sort of lap it up, but also um, you know just gave me advice that don't don't let it don't get too far ahead of yourself because you're only good as your last game and. Um, you know, all that sort of thing. So I, I thought he had it quite well. It's one of those great things in the sport of cricket that, you know, the dressing room is is, is such a scene setter you know, that, that yeah. no one gets ahead of themselves because someone will always poke their head up and say, hey, you know, don't get, uh, don't, you, know, you might go on three steps forward, mate, you can soon go five yeah. back. So just keep, <laughs> yeah, uh, keep exactly it level. Right. Yeah, and I think, again, we had, we had a really good group that, that would do that and, and he, he got a bit, you know, just through the banter, I guess, he got a bit cocky, and then three or four of the boys would jump <laughs> on him and say, hang on a minute, you know, warning or something like that. So we, I think that really does depend on your group as well. And I think our, our group that we had, um, everyone there was just, we were a great bunch of guys. And well, again, I, I, these guys, you know, we, we only got them together, I think, a week before we left, but these guys have been playing some with each other and, and obviously against each other over the last two or three years. So they sort of get, they know each other pretty well, which helps as well. Well, Rhino, we uh, spoke to Will Sutherland uh, a little bit earlier during the tournament, and uh, he had nothing but absolute positive to say about uh, not not just the other boys, but yourself and uh, and Bucky's um, contribution to it. So, obviously, when yep. we see these guys uh, representing Australia in years to come, uh, you've got a great amount of fingerprints on them. So, uh, congratulations on the work you did. <laughs> Good to know. In- right, it was a terrible thing to poor Will Sutherland. He was having a team dinner when we spoke to him, and he said he was having a chicken parma and chips. But it was coming up to the semi against <laughs> Afghanistan. I did say to him, uh, not only you, but any of your teammates are not welcome home if you get beat. <laughs> if you get beat, yeah. <laughs> right, I didn't. I, didn't I might have been a touch harsh. No, it's kind of still a lot, to be honest with you. Good stuff, Rhino. Thanks for taking some time, especially on your holidays, mate, to join us here on Stumps here on 1160 SEN. And appreciate it, mate. We'll talk soon. Yeah, cheers, guys. Back into those budgie smugglers and onto the beach, eh? <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> right, Harris here, the coach of the Under-19 World Cup squad.